The story of the forever man does, in one sense, go on forever. But chapter 3 is next. Let's begin. In the month that followed Simon's arrival, six more women moved into Madison Acres to begin their retirement. But no one created the stir that the giant man did. He was not only massive in size, but also a fascination to everyone who spoke to him. He could talk on any subject, was extremely friendly, sought conversation with all of the residents and staff who were willing to engage with him, and his stories and tales about the places he'd been and the things he'd seen were better than the boring television shows that droned on and on in the community room. The sound of his deep voice and booming laughter brightened the dullest days, and when he spoke to someone, he made them feel very special. If someone was having a bad day, and there are many gloomy days in such places, he would single out the person who was feeling lonely or in pain and do his best to lift his or her spirits. The women who lived at Madison Acres were thrilled when he paid attention to them, and the men, although small in number, saw him as an ally in a world where they were sorely outnumbered. One man, Charlie Higgins, had been a cop in Philadelphia, and he took to Simon immediately. When the two of them spoke together, anyone nearby would have thought that they had known each other forever. They laughed and joked, walked the grounds together, and even rode together to the shopping mall on the county bus. Simon also did things in secret that only Ezra Johnson knew about. If someone needed something, such as medical equipment, or something else that might not be covered by insurance or Medicare, he would see that it was purchased and presented to the one in need without taking credit for it. He had made an arrangement with the director to do this, making sure that no one would ever know who had done the act of kindness. It was almost impossible to say no to the big man. The food at Madison Acres had been adequate, but the choices in cooking were utilitarian at best, until Simon showed up. During his second week at the home, he walked into the kitchen two hours before lunch and literally took over. The ingredients were the same, but the tastes were fabulous. He used spices and mixtures in such a way that he could make almost anything taste wonderful, to the delight of the residents. The days of Bland were ended. The cooks were enthralled with his skills, and he spent hours showing them how to make soups, sauces, salads, and entrees in whole new ways, writing down the recipes and ideas so that anyone could follow them. Simon had a powerful voice, and he also played the piano. He led everyone in the community room in songs and fun, urging them all to sing along as loud as they could. He also had fun leading them in charades and other audience participation games. The mood of a nursing, assisted living, or retirement home can be somber and unhappy, but Simon would not allow anyone to be downcast for very long. Ezra Johnson observed the changes in the staff. 
there were far more smiles and cheerful greetings in the morning among his employees. Some actually said they enjoyed working at the home, and no one had ever said such a thing before Simon's arrival. The residents were another story. Many had possessed little energy, and those in wheelchairs would spend most days listlessly staring out the windows or at mindless TV shows that contributed little to their daily life. Now even those who could not walk were smiling, laughing, greeting each other, engaging in animated conversations, and apparently far happier than they had been previously. All of it was due to the presence of the huge man with the big voice and wonderful smile. The months slipped by and Christmas came. Simon had arranged to give gifts to every resident and staff member, and on Christmas morning everyone gathered near the tree in the community room and opened their gifts from an anonymous donor. Their cries of joy and laughter went on for an hour as each gift was opened, and each recipient claimed to the rest that the gift was exactly what he or she needed. It was as if Simon somehow knew what was hidden in a human soul, and he gave each what their heart desired. The new year brought a heavy snowfall, and the people awoke to look out the windows and discover the big man wielding a shovel and clearing the walks before employees could get to the task. Under normal circumstances, insurance coverage would have prevented any resident of the home from engaging in such activity. But Simon was not an ordinary resident, and the director was the only one who understood the difference.